to the blabberbrain show and if uh that song that you heard right there in the break is called we will be fine and if the voice sounds familiar to you it should because it's a legendary voice of john elefante ladies and gentlemen thanks for coming on the show john let's cue the big applause there you go glad to be here michael john uh, i'm friends and i'm proud proud to be with you yeah, well, John, as everybody knows, a uh, legendary uh, singer, songwriter, producer, multi-Grammy Awards, Dove Awards. Uh, how many Grammy Awards you win? Four? Nominated for a bunch more? I mean, do I, I don't want to cut you short. Is it How many Grammy Awards have you won? I stopped counting. Okay. <laughs> You've won multiple Grammy Awards, multiple Dove Awards. And, uh, no, I'm just, I'm, that was pompous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, obviously by, by your accomplishments on the wall there, um, you know, I think that besides all of the, uh, the, those kind of accolades, I think everybody knows, uh, who you are and what you've done both with Kansas and both, um, uh, on a, your solo career and as well as, I don't know if how many people know, uh, the bands that you've produced or, or your projects that you've been involved with, but yeah, uh, you, you, anybody just go out there and look you up on the internet and see that you're, you're, you're a busy guy in the music industry. And uh, even your, your, uh, I mean, your former recording studio was in Nashville was a, a pretty busy studio as well. You've had a lot of artists come in there as well. Um, but, you know, you and I've known each other for, I don't know, like seven years or something like that whenever when, when did uh on my way to the sun come out was it like 2013 or something like that uh, i think you michael yeah i think you and i've known each other longer than that 10 well we go back to like actually to 99 I, I first met you in 1999 but we weren't friends back then so that goes back you know 20 21 years now but on uh, my way to the sun came out i think i want to say about seven or eight years ago yeah okay so uh, it seems just like a, yesterday, it seems like I just put that record out. Well, you know, the older you get, the the shorter time is. I mean, uh -huh. I could do five years standing on one leg for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that I mean, it was a great album. It was a great, uh, you know, solo effort. Uh, you know, all your solo stuff, you know, I mean, forget about what you've done with Kansas. Kansas has its own like little niche, like cut out. Uh, your, your solo stuff is obviously it, it's recognizable because of your voice, but the writing is, is what's, what's key there. And I think that, that there's some, uh, symmetry to Kansas because you were, you know, wrote a, a lot of those you know, songs. I, that you I, sang I've, on. I've always written, I've always written like that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, but also, uh, you and Dino, your brother have a very special relationship and I know you guys yeah. write a lot of stuff together. Um, 
do you think that your like relationship with your brother is key to like your sound and, and your, your music or is it, is it, or is he riding on your coattails or what's going on? No, he's not. No, no. Dino's, um, I would say his role is being my best critic. Okay. John, take, take the song this way. It's, it's, it, you, I don't like where this is going. Uh, let's work on this lyric together. Let's, um, let's write a new bridge, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, a really it's very great. integral, you know, to a, to a, a great song. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very important. It's a dynamic uh, relationship you have uh, with your brother. So, and obviously the it's love hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's siblings. What do you want? You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's love, hate and every kind of It's been working for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, why, why fool with it? Yeah, it, it has, it has. So, uh, you know, as we, uh, we got cued into the, the beginning here, we, we, uh, we heard a, a song called We Will Be Fine, which is a brand new song. You're, we're premiering. We're, I don't know. I know some other people have heard the song, but I'm going to like just say right now that it was a Blabber Brains show premiere. We premiered it here. You've heard it. Uh, probably not first, but, you know, for this listening audience, that's the first time you've heard the song. So it was a Blabber Brains premiere song. So obviously you're working on some new material. Um, and I, I, I should have a new record out by, well, it's going to be done early, early 2021, but it's probably not going to be released until April of 2021 because we want to do a simultaneous release with Europe. Right. Well, as, we signed a deal, we're signing a deal with a company in Europe that will take care of Europe and Japan. And, you know, I mean, it's very important that we do a simultaneous release. Of, of course, they don't want to come out of here first. So, we, <laughs> so well, that was gonna be my question. It, it, it's yeah. a simultaneous release, right? They're not getting it ahead of us, right? <laughs> oh no. Okay, good. We we'll, we'll hang on to U.S. and Canada, and they'll take the rest of the world. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of inroads to how to promote, the, you know, to Japan and Russia and all those countries. Right. So they'll take well, care of that. Yeah, I mean, there's the other side of that is once people get wind of it, you know what I mean? It's it kind of just kind of catches fire, anyways. Um, uh, grassroots, uh, viral, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the, your last album, you know, on my way to the sun, um, was, it was, you did, uh, uh a Kickstarter fundraising right. for it and the fans pitched in to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fans and, kicked in, kicked in very well. Well, that, uh, yes, uh, more than enough for you to get it done. I, I, I know that, but, um, the, uh, so your experience between doing an, an independent album like that and your upcoming album, which I know, like I said, the label's not involved with it. Um, and I, every artist I talk to about this, they, they always prefer having their own autonomy and their own control over the music. But, you know, explain the difference from your point of view, the difference between being able to control all that and do what you want to do versus having to kind of ride the guidelines of, and stay within the lanes of working with the label. Well, I'll give you an example. Um, that song that We Will Be Fine that you played earlier, mm-hmm. I sent to Phil Ehart, the drummer in Kansas. Right. Who's one of the founding members of, of Kansas. And, you know, those guys are pretty much landlocked right now. I mean, they're not doing anything. Right. And I sent him that song and he called me back like a day later. He says, I, I, yeah. 
man, I mean, the stuff he's writing is really good. And he, and he, and he wants to start a, um, well, he's already had a company that plays the songs in movies. And um, he said, I'd like to get involved with you, man. Cause you, you know, you just write some really cool stuff. Where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> There's a difference between oh, doing it on your own versus having some record oh, oh, company tell you what to oh, do. Oh, oh, thanks, Mark. That's the difference between having it on my own. If I didn't have that song on my own to be able to give to Phil, to give to a, to a movie, you know, to a, into a movie, I couldn't do that because right. I don't own it. Somebody right. else owns it. Somebody else has the copyright. Somebody else has paid for it. Somebody else will have to recoup for hundreds of thousands of dollars before I can have access to my own song. Right. On the Kickstarter project, I didn't have to do that. So it enables me to get the song out to more people with less restrictions or no restrictions. Right. So that's well, I, why I brought up the Philly Hero thing, because he can he could take that song and say, hey, what do you think of this for, you know, yada, yada. And I could do it. Before, I could never do it. Well, let's let's talk about re- your relationship with Phil, because, I mean, there's some things that, that I know. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how privy it is to the to the public or how much you want to talk about it but i don't know that a lot of people know that there was talk of you possibly rejoining kansas when when steve retired or or left the band um and i know that was a tough decision for you um but um do you want do you have anything to 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 say about that i mean was it uh in your mind um, did you think you made a good decision? Were you regretting that? Um, or are you just having well, I, you're still it, a healthy I, decision, a healthy I made, relationship? I, I made the decision definitely not to do it. Right. And I made the, there was a thing that came out and I think it was, uh, some, some classic, some prog rock magazine in Europe that said, God told John not to join, rejoin Kansas. It's like, really? <laughs> but, you know what? It just, it, it, it wasn't right for my life. Right. It just, I mean, it's, I mean, those guys tour, man, they tour like crazy. Right. I mean, you, you get on, a, you get on a bus, you get an airplane, you're gone for two months. I'm just, I'm just not into that anymore. No, I mean, you got it. You, you, you play like right now, from what I witness, you play when you want to play and you play as much as you want to play or as little as yeah. you want to play. And, um, when you're in control of your own destiny, as far as, and, and, I'm, like, not, and I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about, uh, you know, professionally and, and cause it is filling the void of anybody with the, with the talent, um, that, that, that you have musically, um, you, you know, you're not going to sit at home and, and waste the talents that God gave you. You're going to use them. But if you get to use them on your terms and not someone else's terms, I think you're, you feel extra blessed by being able to, to do something like that. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I mean every uh, musician's looking for, I mean, ultimately wants to be able to do that. Right. So. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that say, oh, why didn't you take the gig? I mean, my friend Dave Amato and Ario, oh, you should have taken that gig, man. You're the right guy for that. I mean, I mean, you, uh, yeah. you know, and, and we had this conversation several times, me and Dave Amato. Yeah. And I said, Dave, I just, I don't want to be owned. I want to own myself. I want to own my own time. I want to own when I make a soul, you know, as many records as I want to make. And I'm content. I mean, it's not like I'm, it's not, it's not like I'm just sitting home struggling for a gig. Right. You know I mean? And I know, I know, I, I personally know that you, you struggle with that decision at that, that time. I, um, I, I, I do think 
because it's, it's tempting. Let's, let's face it. It's tempting. And you still got the pipes. Everybody know. I mean, everybody just heard coming in here. You still have the pipes to do it. Um, <laughs> maybe I know you're a little under weather right now, but maybe not right now, but I'm just saying that. Um, so, but I, Ultimately, I think you made the right decision because because of all the things we just talked about. I, and you brought up something else important. I appreciate that. And I think my family agrees. Yeah. I mean, I sat my whole family down. I said, look, this is what's in front of me. What right. do you guys think? And I mean, my, my, my kids are, how old are they? 24, 18, and 27 now. But I sat them all down. I said, Dad, do you like what you're doing? What do you want to change horses? If you dig what you're doing, just stay on the path. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, well, it wasn't that hard of a decision. Well, again, you know, I think when you're choosing family first uh, over those things and you're not doing it for the, the payola or the glamour or any of this other stuff, I think you're always making the right decision. So kudos uh, for doing that. But, you know, you, you mentioned uh, something else about, about Dave Amato. I, I'm not sure a lot of people know your relationship with Dave Amato, but, you know, Dave played with you in Mastodon. Um, now I know he, he played in on the, your most recent uh, version of, of Mastodon, but, but did you play with him earlier as well? Or how long have you known Dave? I've known Dave 35 years. Wow. Okay. So about as long as me and Mark have known each other. Almost. <laughs> In fact, here's how I met Dave Amato. I walked into a, I think I was on a recess from a tour with Kansas. My, um, my personal friend and personal roadie was with me. We went out to a club and we're sitting and there's nobody in the club. And there's this band with Dave Amato uh, Jonathan Kane's brother, who they call Muggs, is on drums. And they start firing up fire with fire. It's like, what? <laughs> Wait, they're covering your song? <laughs> well, yeah, he knew I was, I was the only one there. How can he not notice? <laughs> so, That's funny. As soon as they finish the song, you know, they, they introduce me and say, John, if you want, if you want us to do it again, man, come up and sing it. It's like, oh, I have to now. <laughs> so ever since then, I was, I've been best friends with Dave Amato. He's a dear friend. Yeah. And um, actually, Dave Amato, the very, very first showcase after I left Kansas, we did for Geffen Records. Uh, he was my guitar player. And uh, what's her name? Betty Davis Eyes. Um, yeah, Kim, uh, Kim Carnes. Kim, Kim Carnes was yeah. there. She stole them out of my band. <laughs> and then we did another showcase about a year and a half later. And in comes... The guys with, uh, I think it was uh, MCA Records, was Cher. In comes walking Cher. Yeah. <laughs> and then she stole Dave a model. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way it is. The next thing I know, he's with Ted Nugent, and then he's with um, Bon Jovi's guitar player. What's his name? I'm not, uh, Richie Sam. Richie, 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 yeah. Richie Sam. You know, I'm in the early stages of the Manchester Fellows. <laughs> uh, you're not no, that old yet <laughs> um, so then they steal them and but they, I mean this is all in good fun man. I, I was so happy every 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 time David Amato reached a different plateau I was so happy for him man right and then he joined REO he's been with REO 30 years oh I know forever I mean Gary Richrath has been out for a while so, and he's he was you know the, Gary's replacement so 
uh, been there forever. Oh, Dave, so. Dave's great, man. Yeah. He seems like a really nice guy as well. He was, so, yeah, I talked to him a couple nights ago and we can never have short conversations or as we're long. He said, I said, dad, Dave, I'm making a new record. He went, what? <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't repeat his vernacular, but <laughs> what the, what the F are you talking about? What, what, how come I'm not effing on playing on it? What are you going to send it to me? Come on, man. What the F's wrong with you? <laughs> Dave, it's just all, it's just all unfolding, you know, by itself. Well, you, I mean, you seem to gather around a lot of uh, very uh, strong musicians, uh, you know, John Schlitt, I know he's really good friends with him. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, at the band that, I, one of the tightest bands I think you play with and musicians you play with that nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but not a lot of people have heard of is Six Wire. And those guys in Six Wire are pretty, pretty darn talented, man. They, they're, oh, uh, they're so tight. One of those guys in that band has a major pedigree. Yeah. Was, it, was that a band that, if I remember correctly, years ago, there was sort of like a battle to bands TV show, yeah. like on a Friday yeah, night, and they a, were country like, band that, that went yeah, to like the a, finals? Best band in America or something America's, like that. America's yeah. America's greatest. Yeah, America's greatest band or something right. like that. Yeah, they were yeah. really good. Yeah, well, that's uh, they back John a lot, and uh, I mean, John, you played it though. I do. I, I probably do twenty five shows a year with those guys. And uh, you, 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 you do the uh, Patrick Warburton uh, charity golf event uh, with with them, uh, Patrick. Again, I mean. I just have an affinity for St. Jude hospital. I, I love the work that they do. And for him to raise that money for St. Jude and Patrick, I know from other people that I know that know him, a really solid stand-up guy, but that's supposed to be a really fun event. They, they've had a lot of big talented people play oh, man. that event. Uh, you know, Robbie so Krieger from the doors even has played there multiple times. I mean, you can go on and on mentioning the, the, the people that played oh, that event. Huey Lewis. Yeah. Um, Tommy Johnson, the original singer in the Doobies. Um, who's the guy from? Um, um, oh gosh, just some serious player. Um, um, Alice Cooper, of course. Yeah, I mean Alex, you, Lives, Alex Lifeson from I, Rush. I, really, I never saw him there. That's that's awesome. Steven Steven Stills, right? I mean, I look over like that's Steven Stills. He's going. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, you're always in good company. I mean, you you played the the Kentucky Derby what a couple of times now the the gala the big red carpet gala event. How many times? Four times. Four times now. So I mean, and I know we won't we won't go down the road. You told me a really funny 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 story about Robin Thicke that was hysterical. Oh my God, I I just oh might God. drop into my knee. I, we won't call him. I, he'll probably never see this, but we don't have to go down that story. But you had a great story about Robin Thicke uh, and Dennis DeYoung. Uh, during the, the well, first, never, I think it was the first time. I, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him personally. Right. No, you, sure. But you met his entourage. <laughs> I, I met his entourage, yes. Uh, can, we, can we just talk a little bit about just like a second? They're never going to see this. But I, and we won't have to go into the whole story. But it was basically... Yeah, they, they, they were pompous, man. Oh, it was, his, it was his entourage coming in basically saying, you know, that... that uh, well, you tell me, like, like nobody bothered Robin because he's... Whatever. We each had a half an hour sound check. Right. And me and Dennis Young were waiting on the sidelines because it was going to be Robin Thicke. And then Dennis, and I wanted to see, I wanted to see Dennis's sound check. Right. And then it was going to be me. I mean, Dennis had his stuff down. He's a pro. It probably was going to take 15 minutes. Right. And I was going to do my sound check with the band, but Robin Thicke's band came up and they didn't know a song. So they, they rehearsed for close to 
three hours. <laughs> instead of a sound check. It was a rehearsal instead of a sound check. <laughs> and, and what they did was like they put like this barrage of people around them like so nobody would shut them down. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, do you said something like his entourage said something about, you know, don't bother Robin because he's been nominated for so many Grammys and you like thought in your head, like you just wanted to tell them, well, yeah, well, I, I have four Grammys, so <laughs> whatever. I mean, but, you know, obviously being the, the Christian you are. But, <laughs> and that's, that's something you could have easily thrown in their face. I've been tempted to say a lot of things, but I, I, <laughs> I refrain these days. I, but yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you what other people are like in this industry. You know, you can either walk the walk the humble road or walk the the road of like I don't know anybody else because there's nobody else that can touch me road. And uh, you know, God bless you for the road that you walk, which is the humble road. Well, you know, so. what's sad about Robin is, is I mean, the guy's talented, man. Yeah, and the guy's really talented. And when he went on, my wife and I are sitting in the back because I had already done my set, and we're sitting in the back, and he does this one hit song. And then nobody else knew anything else he was playing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even like the hit, but I know a lot of, obviously I was on the charts. Well, for, he got sued for time. $6 million bucks for that. So. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but what I, what I didn't like so much about him, which got on my nerves was when, didn't he get caught? Like he, he was getting divorced. His wife was divorcing him. I think he was running around and that, and then all of a sudden, in all of his concerts, they're recording him. He's pleading to take for her to take him back on every. You know, <laughs> he just made it. Yeah, and he went on talk shows and plead. I mean, he just went out there, was just like begging in front of the camp every night, every show. And really? probably it was right after that hit show, hit song because then nobody, probably everybody else started walking out and leaving. <laughs> but, I, I mean, he went to like I'm. I mean, it was like a. It was like a six-month promotion of him just doing nothing but just begging in front of his audience to bring for her to come back. And, of course, she <laughs> never came back. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. Well, I think he realizes now what a mistake that Miley Cyrus thing was. Oh, I think Miley Cyrus finally realizes what a mistake that was, too. Uh, thankfully, I think she's thankfully trying to turn her life around. But um, I mean, I was I was. I don't even think my kids were in the room and, and my wife and I were blushing. It's like, what? Oh, that was pathetic. That? I mean, it was absolutely pathetic. And uh, it's, what's funny was just uh, this past weekend, uh, my daughter who goes to Penn state, um, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus did a special acoustic live. How's her team doing? What's that? Uh, How's her team doing? Let's, let's not talk about it. They suck. Uh, go oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, uh, anyways, so Billy Ray Cyrus was playing uh, just for the Penn State students uh, over the weekend. And he, it looked like he was like sitting in the corner of a, like an attic somewhere and, and playing acoustic guitar. But, um, you know, that guy is just, you know, you wonder like that, that Miley, that, that apple fell so far from the tree <laughs> from where Billy Ray is. Uh, Billy Ray's, I mean, he's singing Amazing Grace on this, on, you know, on his uh, streaming, you know what I mean? For these kids at Penn State and stuff. And I'm thinking myself, and then I started talking to my daughter and she, she's like, Miley's not the same Miley she used to be. She's changed a lot. I'm like, oh, I haven't. I'll tell you, she, she can definitely sing though, man. Like, oh, she's got so much talent. She's got well, so much talent. On that music show that she's on, what is it? She's doing a voice now. And then she seems actually pretty pretty cool with everybody you know what i mean she seems well, she, she seems she, to be doing everything she can to well, help hoping she comes around along. i'm hoping well, you she know, comes around I'll, I'll, I'll draw a good example I, I think hopefully 
she's young, man. What is she? Twenty five. She's something like that. Yeah, she's she, she's very young. I was twenty five. Yeah. I couldn't tie my shoes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, exactly. I think that. Um, and if anybody if anybody disputes this, they're lying. My brother Dino discovered Katy Perry. Really? Her name was Katie Hudson. Right, I know that. Saw her, saw her at a church in L.A. She was warming up a, a five-band showcase. She was only the warm-up. She did three songs on acoustic, yada, yada. And the showcase got over with. And my brother Dino said, who's that little girl that warmed up the show? Oh, that's Katie Hudson. Her, you know, her and her parents are part of the church. And he said, can I meet with her? And so I think he stayed, he stayed over a day after and met with her and her parents. And then she flew out to Nashville and we signed her to our label and she did two records for us. But I see to make, you know, to fast forward. I see her, I see Katy Perry coming around. Really? I hope so. And as a believer in Christ, we need to keep her in prayer because she's a big influence over young gals. Yeah. Much like Miley, Miley. But I mean, yeah, I mean, she was when before she became known as Katy Perry, she was uh, singing. Uh, she sang a song with P.O.D., you know, um, back up and she was going down that road. She was going down that 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 Christian music road. And well, she, took, she definitely took a left turn, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, what? she's not she, I think she's going to come back around. I, I, I mean, I would have to say that we're, we're going to all be blown away. When she comes back around, I think she's going to come back around in a big way. I, I love it that these young girls, like I said, that do have the revelation. I mean, uh, you have, um, oh crap, what's her name that was on uh, Wizards of Waverly Place? My, my daughters are going to disown me for not remembering her name. Um, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. But anyways, like that, that, um, that she is now like singing and like there's, there's viral videos of her singing in church you know, and, and singing gospel music and stuff like that. Oh, Selena Gomez. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. There's, this is, there's viral videos of her singing uh, gospel music in church. And I'm like, that, that just like warms my heart that, that, those, that they're being touched at that early age to be influenced you, to go down know, that road. Michael, you know, it's interesting you say, I'll tell you what I think happens because I've been there. Yeah. You get there, so to speak. Make a lot of money. I mean, I've, I've never been as you know as popular as Katy Perry or Selena Gomez. But you get there, you get to the top, and you go, "Wow, um, is this all it is? Is this the pinnacle of everything?" And then you start questioning yourself, going, "Am I supposed to be happier now because I have millions of dollars and I have millions of fake friends?" I mean, is this all there is? I mean, that that's where I went. And I, I, I think people, you know, people like that just, they start realizing that, you know, there's got to be more to it than this. I mean, can this possibly be a lie I bought into? That doesn't what? mean you stop. That doesn't mean you stop making records and you stop singing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, especially the, the only thing like you should be questioning yourself is like when you're in the middle of making the video for Fight Fire with Fire, did you question anybody to say, what the hell are we doing here? What is this video? About? How did you jump to that? 
I'm sorry. I know that's one of the. Did you have a problem, you have a problem with that big mosquito? Dude, <laughs> was that a mosquito? Uh, I mean, the mosquito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but it, it, it was so. But here's the great thing about that video. I, I'm one. Like I remember watching Mark, that video about a year or so ago. Are you the same way with him? No. Can you give me a little. My, my uncle used to say, give me a little I, I will say this. It is so 80s, that's that video, that it's like, I wish that someone right now would it make a video. I, I get that. But I, I wish that someone right now would make an homage to those 80s videos that just made no sense. Like, you know, Rocky Like a Hurricane video and stuff like that. Well, they, it was better than men with hats. Men without hats. <laughs> and anything was better, better than them, <laughs> in my opinion, anyhow. But no, I'm just ripping. I'm ripping on you. That was just, it was a very 80s <laughs> video, man. But what like I'm wondering what goes through the, 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 the artist's mind of like, what are we doing here? What are we actually doing? Or are you just like following orders? You're like, okay, we do this, we're doing yeah, that. We were just following orders. All right. <laughs> it was pretty funny though. We didn't know what the end result that what you know that they had in their mind. We, right. we, didn't, we didn't have any idea. Uh no, you wish you had creative like control over stuff like that back hey, then. Do you have any folks in the room with us tonight? Any what? Do you have any folks in the room with us tonight? Any folks? No, it's just us right now and, and our viewing audience. And obviously. my dog's on my uh, couch. I'm down in my basement in my music room. But is anybody here. watching the show? Not live. I and mean, they'll, they'll watch it next week whenever this thing oh, airs. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But we, have, always, we, have, we, have, love, we have thousands of viewers. So. I always love taking live questions. Yeah, no, we can't do that on this show. We've, we've talked about doing an actual live show, and maybe we'll get around to doing that maybe in uh, our second season. This actually, by the way, is our, our uh, finale for this year, our first season wrap-up. And that's why we're making it like an extra long uh, episode uh, featuring uh, the, the wonderful John Alfonte here and Lacey Sturm coming up a little bit later. Um, we wanted to go out big, go out because 2020 just needs some sort of big exit, you know, and what Absolutely. better way to do that with them with you guys on here on the show. I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, and, I mean, and, you know, I, you know, you need to get back. I mean, when things start getting back to normal, you need to get your butt back to Pittsburgh or I need to get back down to Nashville. I will say, though, that the last time you were here was about five years ago and we hung out together. The last time I was in Nashville, you blew me off. So that's <laughs> You know, that's all I got to say about that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> what can I say? Well, you know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Hey, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I know like you go out and you like your big thing right now is uh, you do a lot of th these classic rock shows when you were making, when you know, before the COVID shutdown, you were doing these classic rock shows. A lot of them. And, uh, you know, I know that like, even when you were in Pittsburgh, you, you, you were playing with the, 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 like the symphony here, but then you had a band, but then you were doing not just Kansas stuff, but you were doing journey stuff. You're doing all kind of old classic rock yeah. stuff, Toto, whatever. Um, but so when you're, when you're, you, you still got your pipes, but is there, um, is there something like there's, is there a Kansas song that you like? want to do live that you just can't do anymore that you wish you could do or or is everything in the in the, no, on, the not, on the table really. i mean when i go out i just try to do the most popular ones point in a return wayward son hold on right. fire, fire play the game tonight wayward now, son. Yeah. my my personal favorite song that you've ever done is uh and since the time you did this chasing, chasing shadows just my ultimate favorite kansas john elefante kansas song uh, that there is. Uh, what about you? Do you have a favorite song, or is that your favorite song? 
I used to love singing a song that I didn't originally sing and I didn't write called No One Together. Oh, great song. Love that song. But centuries uh, of backward ways and many nights who can count a good man when they're gone. Yeah, I the remember fruits of all under the words. I remember when I first, uh, when I was a youngster, I learned that whole uh, song on, on the uh, the bass, that and Song for America, when I learned <laughs> it on the bass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so many people think of, uh, you know, they 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 put Kansas in this little box of like like five songs, you know, Dust in the Wind and Point of No Return and 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 uh, Carry Them Away with Not a real game, stuff. There, there. I mean, like Kansas is a really, <laughs> they're a progressive rock band, and if you you know that by listening to the music and listening to those bass riffs and listening to the drums and the and the keyboards and it's really progressive for especially for its time. You know, I still I still talk to Carrie all the time. Yeah, well, I know you got a great relationship with Carrie. Yeah. I, I sang on um, three songs recently on a solo record he's putting out, and I sang on the voice of Lazarus on his cantata. Well, was was he? Um, am I remembering correctly? Did he uh, help out with one or or two things with uh, on my way to the sun, or was he was he involved well, he, with uh, on my way? No, on my way to the sun was Rich Williams. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. David Ragsdale. Yeah, there, there's a the couple songs that, on there that are very Kansas-ish. Yeah. The record that Kerry played on was, we just released it on an LP. It's a double album. Have you seen it? Uh, the, uh, what was it? Mastodon? Mastodon Mast yeah, the new Mastodon, right. I, I haven't heard any of the music on it. Mastodon 3, which, which came out 2010, I believe. Oh, wait, maybe that, yeah, I did hear that. I thought this was a new one that you guys released, so... This is the one back when you had Dave, Dave Amata back in the band and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. My Dave was on that record. Kerry Ligman played on it. Okay. Um, but we just put it on LP. It's a double record. It's, it's oh, yeah, awesome. I saw your post on it. It looked pretty, like the LP looked pretty cool, man. It looked pretty badass. Yeah, it's, it's I just got it. Uh, I got it in the mail. I was blown away. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, I mean, how many songs do you think are going to be on this new uh, record of yours uh, you've got coming out? I mean, you, do you have a title picked out yet for the album, or is it still up in the air? Or um, we're still we're still kind of floating it all around. So, what are you what are you thinking um, about? Ten tracks or or more 11, or eleven tracks? Yeah, I think well, since it's been what what do we say 2013 from on my way to the sun, so seven years. I think uh, people are itching for something new from you. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool record. I mean, it's. I know through the years you've you've done like one offs and stuff like that. Um, especially since this is Christmas time, if anybody wants to hear John, uh, there's plenty of Christmas music out there that John has done over the years. Uh, you know, Silent Night, Oh Come All You Faithful, and even uh, you did a, a cover of the the. Charlie Brown classic Christmas time is here, which oh, is I love that. great, great version of that song too, by the Are way. You guys I, still see me? Cause I lost you. No, I see you. No, we see you. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So me, um, but, um, so there's plenty of, uh, uh, of Christmas stuff out there for, for the fans to go and catch, uh, whether you want to look it up on YouTube or iTunes, or I'm sure it's available somewhere. Sometimes there's those old, um, one-off songs aren't available on iTunes or Spotify or anything like that, but you can sometimes find them uh, via YouTube. Somebody posts them. A lot of times, uh, 
I don't know. I subscribe to YouTube Music, which used to be Google Play. Now they're pushing everybody over to YouTube. There's a there's stuff there. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, John, is there anything else you want to uh, promote for anybody? Why don't we uh, you at least uh, put up your uh, we'll we'll say uh, your your Facebook page. Uh, what is what is it at John Elfonte? Yeah, JohnElfonte.com. But there's there's really no we haven't posted anything new because we have a lot of stuff coming out that's new. Right. And when, uh, when, when the new album comes out, is it, uh, going to be available for like, you know, on iTunes and Spotify oh, yeah. or and all those, okay. uh, we're going to do a full LP, uh, CD, a track cassette. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anybody trying to bring back the a track. Well, My, Hey, why, why the heck not? Right. What I always hated you know, was when you would have a, one of your favorite songs, and every now and then you'd get that eight track where that song would end on a one track and fade out and you wait for it to click over and it would start back <laughs> up. I mean, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> they could have come up with something better. I like whenever uh, you try to uh, find, uh, find the one song on the cassette that you wanted to listen to. And it's like, <laughs> nope. I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the yes record. I mean, roundabout. Morning, summer, down and down and in and out the, you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah those i mean we don't uh in in the digital world and uh even well even with the cds when they first came out we don't really have to deal with that anymore thank thank god well guys but, let's um, all praise it that, that 2021 is better than 2020 it's, it's gotta be dude it's just it just absolutely. has to be it actually absolutely has to be nine months um you know like i said with the with uh, my, we, my last my last show was Oh, it was it Six Wire, St. Jude, um, March 9th? Well, I heard uh, news coming out of, uh, I think it was, um, was it live events or was it uh, Ticketmaster? Live Nation. Or, live Nation. Live Nation said that uh, they foresee a way to bring live concerts back in, by summer of 2021. Yeah, so, and they're, they're talking about doing um, COVID tests before you can get in the building. Well, they're, when, right now they're doing something scientific where they're, they're doing research on uh, the aerosol releasing of, uh, of, you know, massive amounts of people together and what the reaction of that is so that they can find a way to better protect the people in the crowd, uh, you know, during that. And as well as, you know, scanning people for fevers and stuff like that coming into the show. But they seem very optimistic that they can bring live uh, concerts back by summer of 2021. So let's pray that that happens. And, uh, that, you know, you, you need to get back on the road. And um, I lost, gosh, I had 30 or 35 shows booked. Yeah. Well, if things get ever too bad, you can oh, sell a few of those gold records behind you there. My wife's getting real tired of me. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a story around the world, isn't it? <laughs> There's a whole lot of wives that are like, like tired of their husbands. She, she's finding faults with me that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I mean, we're we're all trying to find new hobbies and stuff like that. Well, that that's that's what spawned this whole entire show is uh, was COVID. If it wasn't yeah. for COVID, we wouldn't have the Blabber Brain Show. So actually, it's not a bad thing overall. But uh, we're we're looking for a, a brighter twenty twenty one. And uh, look, we all know at the end of the day who's in charge. That man is still you know what on the my phone. Memory of 20, my memory of twenty twenty is going to be this <laughs> our show. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. The Hallmark Channel. What? You watch a lot of those. I love it. Christmas. I know what's going to happen. It's a no-brainer. I don't have to think. <laughs> you you were watching those Christmas shows in July when they were showing them, weren't you? Oh, you know it. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've become real good friends with this guy that's like got a hundred million dollar contract in in Las Vegas. His name's Terry Pater. Have you seen that guy? Oh yeah, America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. Second He's season champ. We're texting each other back and forth every day. Him and I are Hallmark buddies. Him and his wife are like Hallmark. Right. We've seen all this. Uh, what am I talking about? I mean, it's this. <laughs> it, uh, it's so different. It's so detached from reality. Kind of like The Bachelorette. Like, why don't you be watching that? You might as well be watching The Bachelorette. (laughs) It's it's so detached from reality that it's soothing. Oh, man. John, listen to me, buddy. You need to get out. (laughs) You need to get out of the house. (laughs) We went out to dinner last night. Oh, you mean you have dine-in places down there? Because our our jackass governor shut everything down. We can't dine in anywhere here. So at least you got that going for you. Well, I, I think I, I think we could do fifty percent capacity. Yeah, well, we could until Saturday. So the Saturday Probably we got they, we they got pulled, shut down. They pulled the rug out. Yeah, again, again. Even after a court already came in and, and told him, slapped his hand, said you can't do that because it's unconstitutional, and he did it again anyways. So whatever. Let's not go there because otherwise this will be a three-hour uh, episode. Are you? <laughs> Are you in Pennsylvania? You guys in Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. Governor Wolf, uh, the, I, I, why, why the, why the members uh, don't? Uh, there's, there was talk of trying to impeach him. They should. Otherwise, we're stuck with him for two more years. Yeah, I think we're stuck with him for two. Yeah. More. The biggest problem is it's not even, it's, it's not the restaurants that are the problem. It's the idiots that don't want to do anything is the problem. Right. The, the restaurants are doing what they, yeah, exactly, they be doing. It's the, it's trying to control the idiots that are screwing it up for everybody else that aren't even in the restaurant well look while, while we're talking about this let's just get this out there because and we got to wrap here but i know that but um if no, you looked I'm i looked, I, I looked I'm at staying all night. <laughs> you're welcome to stay all night well i don't care how if we lose anybody or if we if gain we more people this stuff you never gonna get it. <laughs> look i saw that I'm, I'm a data guy i'm a numbers guy mark will tell you this and he and i have talked a lot about numbers and data and stuff like this right you you know they uh, they came out with the, this the um, numbers for contact tracing, and the number one contact tracing of people having COVID is from fa- large family get-togethers and gatherings and stuff like this. The second is like events where people are gathered together. You know what's near the bottom of the list of contact tracing? Restaurants and bars. It's like one percent. People getting COVID from going to restaurant and bars. Where is the science and data to say, don't go to restaurants and bars because you may get COVID if only 1% of the people that are getting COVID are getting them from restaurants and bars? You answer me that. But you can go riot. Oh, yeah. You can go riot all you want. 
You just can't go to a restaurant or a bar. I would spend much times in restaurants or bars once they open. I'm surely not going to riot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care whether it's safe or you can get sick or not. You know, I have no, I'm not into that type of thing. You know, you able to see our screen down there, John? Yeah. You able to see us again? Yeah, I can see. Okay, Mike, before I forget, Mike wanted me to show you, I'm drinking this Tennessee small batch whiskey, uh, Uncle Ernest, I mean, nearest. Mike wanted me to show you this glass that I'm, I picked up oh, when I was Christmas shopping. It was a Mark, rocks glass. I'll, I'll, I'll step on it. It's a two-pack for 30 bucks. We got the terrible towel. We got the steel of glasses. We know you hate the Steelers. Wait, and hang on. I'll be right back. Oh, geez. Here we go. Look, okay, this, this has gone on long enough. I think we're going to about end it right now because otherwise <laughs> this is just going to get ugly. We, Oh, geez, oh, man. <laughs> Look at that. Not a scratch on it, which is like typical for the Titans, right? <laughs> if that was a game worn, that, that's probably a game worn hel- helmet right there with uh, no blemishes on it. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you trying to say? That nobody touches him, right? <laughs> so that's, that's why there's no blemishes on the helmet. Derek, nobody can touch Derrick you know, Henry. You know what cracks me up about watching these games, guys, is they make them put these masks on, on the sidelines. Right. right? Yeah, they go out in the game, spit, spit in each other's face. <laughs> I know they're gonna try to, I guess, do something. They but. take, they take the, they take the mask off, and they get out there and they're rolling around on the field, spitting each other's face. I mean, come on, what? I, I personally like the piped-in crowd noise. That's my favorite. You that know, would least- be a good business to get into if you could put together the right stuff to, in the studio to sell to these stadiums, or even maybe on a lower level, like the smaller Division two and three colleges. And, you know, for football games and put and pipe that sound in. No, I don't know. Penn State needs something. They needed some sort of boost. Okay, yeah, Tennessee. Excuse me, what's the Tennessee Titans record? What's the Steelers record? Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, the last couple weeks, yes, the Steelers have stunk. But uh, we were. They always come through, though. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to come. Can't through. put them down. And John and I love ribbing each other during uh, Predators and Steelers and Titans games and stuff like that, and it's all in good fun. Um, I don't know yeah. where hockey's going, man. Jeez. Well, they're 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 starting the new season supposedly uh, early yeah, January. Full arenas, right? No, I mean, but it'll be like the, like it was before. But um, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm you know we're hockey fans, we're football fans. So I'm looking around the room to see if I have any Pred stuff. Oh, I'll show you this though. I know what you don't have. You don't have a Stanley Cup anything. <laughs> well, I have this. Well, yeah, you got Jerry Rice there. All right. Pretty okay. cool, huh? Well, why why is there a giant sign behind Jerry Rice? I don't know. <laughs> that was at the um... that was your... You're wishful was... thinking that he played for the Giants, maybe. That was at the Super Bowl in ninety nine. It was it was that uh what do they call that? little bonanza that they do at Super Bowl. The, I mean, when the Titans went to the Super Bowl in 99 with the Rams, they have yeah. all these. Yeah, know, I know what it, I yeah, can't remember game, what yeah. it's called. Yeah. They have like their press week or whatever. They're, I got to throw a pass to him and he dropped it. Probably, probably was thrown three feet over his head. He <laughs> <laughs> was thrown at his feet. <laughs> well, that makes just about as much a sense. 
So, all right, John. Hey, well, thanks so much for coming on the show here. We really appreciate it. And when your uh, when your new album comes out, I think we'll have to have you back. Well, on I want to dig around a little more here. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of time to do that via text messages. Well, you know, no, there's, I appreciate there's, there's still, there's still some football left over. And uh, look, I, I, you know, God willing that the things are going to eventually, I'm not a fan of the new normal. I don't believe there's a new normal. I think we will get back to what it was before. And uh, you'll be playing in front of people. As I said before, I could stand on one leg for five years. I could, you know, whatever. I blink my eyes five years go by. I look, my daughter's in college for crying out loud. She was just born the other day. For, you know, you know what I'm, you're, you're a grandfather now for crying. You've been a grandfather for a couple of years already, you know. Yeah, Come on. I mean, you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, let's but, see. Yeah. So it, it won't be long uh, for, before you're back out uh, playing in front of the crowds again. So... Can you see that? Oh, look at that. How old is she? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Well, you're blessed. You're blessed. Look at that. Beautiful. Beauty. Takes after her uh, her, her grandmother. Well, and, and mother. <laughs> Not after her grandfather. <laughs> Actually, my daughter's adopted, so I, I... I know. Well, I know that. <laughs> We know the well. If hey, if anybody wants to know the story of that, just go uh, watch the the long version of uh, this time by John Elefante from On My Way to the Sun. You'll hear the whole backstory uh, behind that song. I recommend it to everybody. Um, it's a wonderful, heart touching story about uh, how he uh, adopted his his daughter. A little, a little disturbing how YouTube took three million views away from us, but. Well, you know, again, you got to take that with a grain of sand because that's just YouTube and they stink. You no, know, but the Michael Adam cares. Long as I know. Everybody knows what you did. You know, you were on Mike Huckabee and when you were on Mike Huckabee, you know, a million people saw it just off of that show alone. So uh, people, people know the song, they know the story, but if you, if you want to seek it out, if you haven't heard it yet, go to YouTube and search for uh, this time and watch the long version of it. And, and uh, you'll, you'll hear the story behind it. And uh, John, uh, you're a brother in Christ, uh, a good friend, and I appreciate you coming on the show and I uh, love you. And um, hope you have a Merry Christmas and, uh, and a very blessed New Year for you and your whole entire family. And we, uh, well, like I said, we'll circle back around with you when your album comes out. And I hope that it does uh, tremendous for you. All right. And uh, stay tuned. We'll have uh, Lacey Sturm and Josh Sturm coming up next on this expanded edition of the Blabber Brain Show. We'll be right back. Blabber Brains.